Welcome in A to Z Sports. Uh, I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8. Got to thank our sponsors because uh, they make it happen for our show. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, you've got Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your car buying process by going to Lebanon or seeing them at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Uh, and the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. The reason, uh, the region's uh, destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, I actually have uh, some small shade off the top here uh, when it comes to the show this morning because shade later on will be uh, you'll be involved. You'll like my shade. We'll get to Marcellus Wiley. We'll get to Kevin Byer, Defensive Player of the Year. We'll talk about Josh Reynolds asking for his release. But early shade off the top rope to Jeff Rubel says, welcome to A to Z Sports Titans, not sports anymore. Well, Jeff, uh, whenever our jobs are to put on a show that the audience cares about the most every day. And Jeff has been complaining about the lack of college football talk we've had this season. Well, Jeff, that's because nobody cares about college football over the top. Like, it's just like nobody cares about national college football. Right now, the Tennessee Titans are 7-2. and two. They're the best team in the AFC. They're the biggest story in town. And as Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, our jobs are to talk about the biggest story in Nashville, which is the Tennessee Titans, nearly every day. 80% of the time is Tennessee Titans. And when it's not Tennessee Titans, it's probably the Tennessee Vols. It's probably uh, Josh Heupel. It might be the NFL, Odell Beckham. But right now, it's all about the Titans because the Titans' success is embarrassing everybody else that doesn't know about the Titans like Marcellus Wiley that we're about to talk about. Well, and Big Ten Jeff, who, hey, loyal listener, so we do respect that. He's still but, here. Uh, he's still well, here. No, he's not going anywhere. No. Uh, known Ohio State fan, and look, hey, we're we're growing. One day there'll be an a, a to Z Sports that talks about Ohio State. I, I could probably bet your bottom dollar on that at some yep. point in time. It's not going to be happen. tomorrow but it may be in the next few years. So get your popcorn ready for that. Jeff, also a known Colts fan, that <laughs> you sensing a little butt hurt after they got, they, they, got, they got punched in the mouth twice this year and their season is in turmoil. Now, yeah, they beat the Jets uh, on Thursday night, but they got a tough road to hoe the rest of the way. And I think, I think you're kind of seeing some bias from ben, Big Ten Jeff not liking all of the Titans talk because they're the best team in the AFC and his Colts are being duct taped together by bad Carson Wentz. Yes. Look, and we'll talk about the Preds. If the Preds are national are relevant, like the Titans, and we'll talk about the Vols at times like that. But whenever, whenever the Titans are the biggest story in town. So let's go ahead and get to it and talk about Marcellus Wiley really just embarrassing himself. So Charles says, what did Wiley do? Well, guys, uh, we will play you this video of Marcellus Wiley. I don't know what the show is called that he's on at Fox Sports uh, 1, but it's another one of those Fox Sports 1. I don't think it's First Things Last. I think it's the Speak For Yourself show that's in the afternoons. But Marcellus Wiley uh, was talking about the Titans after getting to a 7-2 and record after beating the Rams 
on Sunday Night Football without Derrick Henry. Here is Marcellus Wiley and speak for yourself. Yeah, they got a squad. They ain't the best team, but they got squad. They've beaten some teams we thought were the best team, so that makes you obviously think that they're the best team, but they're not. You took me back to 2015. Man, best year of my life. MJ was born. You already know. MJ, you pulled on my heart screen, my little boy, six years old right now. Everything, yes. Everything involves around MJ, damn it. That's my world. But you know what also happened when my son, I was holding my son one, and I remember he was just born. I was like, oh. And I looked up, I was watching football, you know, through osmosis, hoping he would take it in, you know. And he was like, man. I was like, what are you crying about? What? And he was like, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, it's worst passer rating, 2015. Oh, no. He just beat it this year. He's 89.2 this season, the passer rate. I can hear MJ still crying. And just beating that 2015 year you're talking about. That's the years when he was still considered maybe a wide receiver. I don't know. I digress. So now you're trying to tell me that the Tennessee Titans are the best team in the AFC when I know that in the NFL, you go where your quarterback takes you. That's why I don't believe in the Cleveland Browns, because of Baker Mayfield. Well, if Ryan Tannehill is having his worst season since 2015 without Derrick Henry, I don't know about that left-hand layup, but it's going to start looking like mine in basketball. And you know how horrible I am in basketball. Lowest touchdown percentage since his rookie season. Damn, Ryan Tannehill, what the hell are you doing? Highest interception. Highest interception percentage and your lowest touchdown percentage. I go deep in these numbers. And has eight interceptions already. He only had seven last year. What the hell's going on? And now he ain't got Derrick Henry. Left hand layup. Right hand. Just shoot, dog, and make some. That's going to be the problem. We watched that game last night. And I know when you go to games, it's kind of tough to watch because you famous, Acho. I know how it goes. Yeah, I see you down there. Okay. Picture. Arm up high. Um, take it <laughs> off. <laughs> I ain't playing them games. All that said, Acho, did you notice the score when it was 14 to 3? They had one first down. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of Ryan Tannehill. wasn't because of this offense. Man, be careful. So it was about the defense, right? Be careful. They ranked in the bottom half of the league in total and pass defense. Be careful, Acho. This team is 29th in penalties. All those little things. The quarterback ain't really playing that well. Damn, the defense is opportunistic, but not really that great. And then we'll bite our own self. We'll cut off our own foot. We'll go out there and get penalties. Add it all up. Nah, man, they ain't the best team in the AFC. They just a team that got hot at the right time. Oh man, if you I was watching Zach's facial expression the entire time. And it's like Zach just smelled a dead body that's been rotting for a month behind a dumpster. That's that's how bad that was for Marcellus Wiley. I think that fool absolutely embarrassed himself and that was obviously rehearsed. And he rehearsed that several times that day and thought, "Yeah, I'm going to go with this. <laughs> this is going to be my plan." That was, I, that was, I don't know if it was Chris Broussard level because Chris Broussard was just so factually incorrect. This was just flat out bad, bad. And if you have to try that hard to be entertaining, you're not entertaining. And Zach, I, I will, I will let you react. That's the first time you watched that. I told you this morning, it's been going to be better if you don't watch it until we play it live on the show. But Marcellus Wiley embarrassed himself on that TV show Monday. I mean, I don't honestly have a lot to say about that because I don't want to waste my breath. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize that we wasted you guys' time uh, watching that trash. Uh, That was embarrassing. I mean, I'm glad. I I, I asked 
Austin. I was like, how do you describe this video? Because I've never seen it. And I made the graphic today. And he was like, it's embarrassing. And I'm so glad that I came up with Titanic embarrassment. <laughs> because that is what Marcellus Wiley is. I think to those debate shows, he, I mean, it's it's the poor man's first take and first take sucks. Like that's the worst thing that you could be. And you could tell he's trying so hard. And there's like, a, there's trying to be like a cool dynamic between the two of them, but nobody cares about that. You watch shows and I bet you the ratings are God awful, but you watch shows to be real. And that was completely fake. Like deep into the numbers, he got handed those numbers. He didn't do that. He doesn't have time to do that with all the things that he talked about. And he sure as hell not watching these type of games. It is that was an embarrassment to what we call debate shows or sports talk shows, however you want to categorize it. That was the absolute worst. Like it, it was factually correct of him like picking numbers, but they meant nothing. It's again, that's why I got so upset yesterday about computers versus eye test. The issue with that video, Austin, is that guy has zero eye test because he doesn't watch this team. He has no idea. He doesn't prioritize, even though he gets paid to do that. It's his responsibility to be educated and know that. So I sincerely, we will not play that again. I no. will not let us play that again. But I sincerely apologize to our our audience for displaying that complete and other utter trash of a show and trash of a take when it comes to the national football league, looking at a game that was prime time, like everybody should have watched that game. And what did he do? He just wanted some hot take to be on the other side. The last thing I'll say, Austin, and this goes to why I believe a to Z sports will be successful in the future and why we have a good business model is because we want to be authentic. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, man, we're trying to be real. That no, no, we want to be authentic. Austin, your takes are authentic. It is what you believe. My takes are authentic. They are what I believe. But we have become in a society with Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, uh, Nick Wright, all the, and those guys, they just want to, hey, you take this side, I'll take this side. And it sounds so bad. So uh, I appreciate everybody watching the show right now because you know what is authentic and what is complete and utter fakeness. That is Marcellus Wiley talking about the Tennessee Titans. All Nobody right. cares about your kid. That was a stupid, it was, it was like an act. Like, what are you talking about? Like, th that oh. makes no sense. And it was, Honestly, that story about like him, like his, his son or daughter or whoever he was talking about, like I get his entertainment value. It was executed so poorly. It sounded awful. <laughs> it sounded so bad. So here's the question. Cause I lied. <laughs> I did have a lot to say. So I yeah. apologize for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I knew you'd have a lot to say. So let's ask this question. Uh, and <laughs> Nick says, was that Wiley's bad sales job? <laughs> <laughs> which maybe so maybe so but all right so let's ask you guys this question what was the worst part of that marcellus wiley analysis and i and i use the word analysis uh carefully what was the worst part of marcellus wiley's analysis of the tennessee titans we'll get your guys comments involved here but real quick let me tell you guys about renters warehouse 
and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Selling your house is a one-time transaction. It might be for you, but it doesn't have to be. You can get long-term equity and help your long-term wealth and get your retirement plan started through Rent Estate. Rent Estate at RentersWarehouse.com is easy on you. You just get the money and they do all the work. They're the landlords. You're not the landlord. You just get paid every month off of other people paying your mortgage and then some while you're getting that retirement plan ready at RentersWarehouse.com. Bet MGM, they power this show. They are authentic. That's for damn sure. And they're the best sports app right there. And they're the title sponsor of A to Z Sports here on the morning show. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. It'll hook you up with a risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users. You cannot beat that. Download the app today in your app store, whether you got an Android or an iPhone. Austin, I am going to do this because yes. I, I, look, I, I, I value our our chat and our viewers more than myself. I will be selfless in this sense. I'm going to take my earpiece out. You can play that video again, but I will, I will not, I will not listen to it again. So if you want to play it for everybody just joining, because we do have a big audience. Okay. I'm okay with that, but I'm taking my earpiece out and I won't listen to it. I I won't play the whole thing. I won't play. I won't play the whole thing. I will play a portion of it because I want to ask. We want to get you guys involved in what was the most embarrassing part of it. Uh, Mark Jones just says the all of it. (laughs) Roderick says the crying. So uh, here comes again, Marcellus Wiley, and I'll only play a portion of this. Zach, Zach can't hear. Zach is now deaf. All right. Zach is deaf. Here comes Marcellus Wiley. Brace yourself. Yeah, they got a squad. They ain't the best team, but they got squad. They've beaten some teams we thought were the best team, so that makes you obviously think that they're the best team, but they're not. You took me back to 2015. Man, best year of my life. MJ was born. You already know. MJ pulled on my heart screen. My little boy six years old right now. Everything, yes. Everything involves around MJ, damn it. That's my world. But you know what also happened with my son? I was holding my son one, and I remember he was just born. I was like, oh. And I looked up. I was watching football, you know, through osmosis, hoping he would take it in, you know. And he was like, man. I was like, what are you crying about? All right, that's all I can take. I can't listen to any more of it. That's, that's, that's all I can take. I'm sorry. Like, I, I tried. I was like, I got to get more out there. But that was it. I mean, Marcellus Wiley. The, the worst thing was him thinking people give a damn about him and then thinking that people give a damn about his son. It, like, look, and then the random tangents in what he was trying to do and trying no, so hard. It was a poorly be- executed bit. The whole kid, like, like everybody values their, their child no, or should, but right? Nobody, like, like, people he, love he brought that pictures. story in. No, he brought that story in to be entertaining. The problem is the bit was completely botched. Like, if he could have executed all of those numbers well, but he doesn't believe them because no, he doesn't know, you know about because them. That's the problem. And, and people who make the entertainment or the content too much about themselves end up looking like fools. Only the top of the top in this industry can truly make the content about themselves and be successful. The problem and, is he's getting paid like he's the top of the top. Well, that's because Fox Sports 1 is desperate, uh, and they're still not doing a good job. So, yeah, I, Marcellus Whiny, uh, Alex says. I mean, it, it's, it was so bad, so bad. And another thing is Ocho, Emmanuel Acho is sitting there. I, I feel embarrassed for him because you can see it on his face. He's smiling, 
But in his mind, no, he's no, thinking, Austin, shut he's up. He's just as bad at times, dude. Don't feel sorry. I'm not talking. This has nothing to do with what he was saying. I'm reacting to watching him react to his, his, his co-host. But he's just as bad. But that's fine. I'm I don't I don't care about that. I'm talking specifically about Ocho watching Marcellus Wiley do that. Him just just cringing through his smile of I I this guy needs to stop talking like right now. But my my issue and I'm just going to answer the question everything like everything was bad about that. But yes. the but the biggest problem is you know Marcellus Wiley is a former NFL football player. This should be his expertise. But he doesn't have to do like, I, again, I just want him to be authentic. And I feel like whether it's the producers or what that show is, they're pushing him or maybe that's what he's doing to be more entertaining, bitty. And that never works. People can see through that, especially really smart, educated sports fans, which let's be honest, Austin, that is what a show is built around. You know, talk about a foundation of a house. The foundation of a sports talk show are good, quality, loyal, educated sports fans that will come back and listen to what you say each and every day because they trust you, you've built value in their lives, and they that, that show talks about something they're interested in. And Speak for Yourself is completely just throwing spaghetti at the wall and getting these clips, but it's in the all the wrong way. <laughs> like this is not why you want to go viral. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really bad. And, and again, like the Titan success is just embarrassing. At, basically it's making at, it really hard on national analysts. No, and you know what? Like ESPN's not great when talking about the Titans, but Fox sports one is making ESPN look great when talking about the Tennessee Titans, because Fox sports one has a bunch of, as somebody in the chat early called it, uh, ESPN rejects because uh, Marcellus Wiley used to be on ESPN, I, and and then he. But that I, I don't. I don't say like I understand the point, but that's the industry. Like th you jump around. There's yeah. only so many places that you can go with your skill. Some people are more skilled than others, but I, I don't. I don't sit there and I won't call them re rejects because that's just the industry. And Austin, you know that, and I know that. I, I do know that. In that, you, there's only so many places you can go. So I, I don't. I don't sit there and call it that. My right. problem is is the actual content yeah. is poor. Yeah, no, It's and, poorly and, uh, executed. Yes, and uh, I want to read another comment too uh, because Cedric says, Marcellus be sounding like a weirdo, which I think is... I mean, he does. Well, it, again, he's he's sounding like... I don't know what he's trying to do. I, I, I honestly... Because Marcellus Wiley is a very highly educated man. Like, he's, he's written books. Idiot. I mean, he's, trying he's very, very smart. He's trying too hard. That's what it's what it is. Like he, like he came up, he scripted and rehearsed that bit and was like, this is going to be, this is going to crush. Like he knew, like he thought like this is going to crush. He got he crushed. Because guess what? Like you nailed it with the authenticity because if like you might, like, here's how you should operate. If you're hosting a sports talk show, have your numbers, have your numbers, but don't rehearse how you're going to deliver the numbers, make it come off as organic and be authentic with how you're trying to get your point across. Austin. Don't rehearse it. When you rehearse it, it's never going to be as good. It's always good the first time because that's organic and authentic. It's a it's a catch-22, though, Austin. You can't be authentic if you're uneducated on said topic. Sure. And he doesn't know about the Titans. But don't talk about them. Or talk about them in a maybe 
you know, 50,000 view over, like talk a broad term, but don't try to get into specifics about Ryan Tannehill's Miami days, because ever since Ryan Tannehill has been a Tennessee Titan since he was traded, which Marcellus Wiley probably can't even tell you that trade. Like that's the other problem is ever since he's become a Tennessee Titan, he has played at a very, very high level. And here's the big part and won football games consistently. Mm-hmm. Those two things align, but he hasn't watched the games. So he can't be authentic because he's not educated on the team. So it, it, it's hard. He, 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 he's set up for failure, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brandon says, I've been waiting for y'all to tell us why he's wrong. I know he is, but tell us why. Well, and look, Brandon, I, like, I get what you're saying there and numbers never lie. That was also one of these, uh, you know, talk shows that is now extinct <laughs> on ESPN, but uh, you know, the, the numbers are the numbers that is factually correct, but it's where he's wrong is that he's just looking at the numbers. He's, box he's a box scout. score reader. Yeah. He's box score scouting the Titans because sure. Maybe they're giving up. Maybe they're what 20, whatever in past defense because of the yards they're giving up. But we also know that it, nobody, nobody gives a damn about yards allowed. It's about points allowed. And what the Titans have done is they forced the Bills to kick two first-quarter field goals. They forced the Ram to kick field goals. They forced the Chiefs to kick field goals. And that allows the Titans' offense to get going and keep themselves in the game. Whenever you force teams to kick field goals, you have a better chance of winning. The Titans lost to the Jets because the Jets' defense forced them to kick field goals, even though the Titans' offense had a bunch of yards. Yards don't matter. It's all about the points. And so he left out the fact that they only gave up nine points in the first 59 minutes of the game to the top five offense in the NFL, but he just stated, he just stated yards allowed, which again, nobody cares about. And and if he would have watched these games, he could have told you that Ryan Tannehill impacted wins against three quality opponents that came down to the wire and the Titans won the Seahawks early on in the season. He probably didn't watch that game. The bills on Monday night football. He should have watched that game. His buddy Chris Broussard did not. And then you look at the Colts game and Ryan Tannehill helped win that game. So he's not watching the game. So fair question from the chat on why he is wrong. That's why he is wrong is because he's not watching this year. He's taking stats. What do you try to do? You play to win the game. He's winning games. Yep. Yep. And winning games. the reason why he said all that jazz is because the producers are like, all right, Acho, you take the Titans are really good. Wiley, you say they suck. Go. That doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't. All right, so let's play some uh, good national media about the Titans because we're about to play this video and ask you guys a question about Kevin Byard for Defensive Player of the Year. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. They can hook you up. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. You're a perfect make and model for you or your family. If you're getting a uh, a new car for this holiday season, maybe it's for your son or daughter that just turned 16. Now, that's executed well, talking about children impacting something we're talking about. If you got a 16-year-old son or daughter that is about to turn that sweet 16, they need a car. Wilson County Hyundai is the place to go. Payne Bone, the owner of Wilson County Hyundai, will hook you up. Check out their inventory online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. 
Don't forget, download that BetMGM app. Use our code ATSG Sports, and you get a risk-free bet after your first deposit. And that risk-free bet is up to one thousand bucks. It's an awesome way to jumpstart your bankroll, get going this football season. And right now, really, everything's back. Everything's going. So basketball, Zach and I know you can make a lot of money betting the NBA and betting college basketball because college basketball is back last night. Download the app. Uh, use that code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet after uh, up to $1,000 after your first deposit. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Here talking today about uh, Marcellus Wiley embarrassing himself. Uh, but now Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark doing national media the right way the entertaining way with also being accurate with breaking down Kevin Byard's pick six Sunday night in LA. Now let's go to Sunday night football, the pick six. I want everyone at home to listen up to Matthew Stafford, exactly what he says, because he's got two plays in the huddle. Now listen, because Kevin Byard certainly was. All right, so what you heard from Matthew Stafford was can can. You saw on the right side of the screen, Byard kind of dropped down. Now, Matthew had two plays. First was a run, second was a pass, and he's seen that safety's going to come down and drop down to exactly what is cover three. I got Robert Woods. Can can is going to be a quick outcome. I got free access. So so here's what Kevin Byard, though. He hears can can, right, which he knows takes him out of run. We also move back into shotgun. Exactly. So he's thinking to himself, I'm not getting a run, I'm not getting a run. Right. Because we know if he's the hook player, he has a run fit. He totally can abandon that. And looking at these tight splits, he's thinking tail route, which is an out here and an out here. Now he knows he has to read Matthew Stafford. So when he drops down, Matthew's going, okay, I got free access. As a quarterback, when you got you call him tear routes, yeah. I got him quick outs. Right. It's a gimme. It's a gimme that that corner is going to be high. I know I got covered three. That safety's where? That ball got snapped from the 19. Exactly. He's at the 29-yard line right now. That so is a what, free access. So here's what's me. the crazy thing about this. This dude is supposed to stop this play. There is no way that Matthew Stafford believes that he can get here. The thing that Kevin Byer does is is pre-snap analysis. It's also digesting what's happening. Can-can, get into shotgun. He knows now I can disguise, drop into play, read Matthew Stafford, and make the pick. That's a beautiful job. So let me ask you this. He's actually where he's not supposed to be. So then in reality, Matthew Stafford's got to see him drop down, no doubt about it. But that's a credit to Kevin Byard for being such a smart player. Well, this is why Kevin Byard has now entered himself into the defensive player of the year conversation. He's the best player the Tennessee Titans have right now, and he got both the dance boys. Uh, how much smarter did that did that video make everybody watching this right now? I, I, everybody took away a handful of things that we learned about that play and how Kevin Byard made that happen. That well, was I, really good. I really think the good. difference between the two videos are... Ryan Clark and Dan Orlovsky did their own homework, right? They actually, it's it's like a test, right? You know when people actually studied and when they didn't. And Marcellus Wiley was given the wrong answers and he spewed those out. The, and, and actually Ryan Clark and Dan Orlovsky, this is where they're their best. They're, they're really bad in hot take situations because ESPN like puts a gun to their head and says, say hot takes, say hot takes, make, make the internet happy. But this is the best part of what they do because what ESPN man I don't never ever give ESPN golf claps but I will give the producer of if that was NFL live Mm -hmm. a golf clap because 
they put a former quarterback and a former secondary player in position to break down a play that had to do with a quarterback and a secondary player. That's why they thrived, and that was good information. They weren't trying too hard. They were being authentic. Yep. And like uh, like Coach Max says with Titans Radio, on a scale of 1 to 10, that was some good shit right there. I mean, really, that's exactly what that was. It was really good. And we all learned everything about how Kevin Byard was not the deep safety in cover three and how his responsibility in the run game changes and a shotgun changes all that, right? So it was really, really well done. And it was executed with intensity, with a quick pace, but with also also enough uh, clarity that we all understood what they were both saying. And I think they got a point, too, is that that's a play that Kevin Byard makes. That's a defensive player of the year type play. Because not everybody. Yes, and, and that's something that Marcellus Wiley said is that the Titans' defense is opportunistic. He wasn't wrong on that, and that's a good thing. And that Kevin Byard, because he's one of the best safeties in the NFL, right now playing as the best safety in the NFL, he has the freedom to make that play. And he's got the awareness of the communication to make sure Jack Rabbit was going to have his back over the top if it didn't work out well, right? And what did, the, what did we talk about? All, all this season of why has Kevin Byard had this bounce back? Why is Kevin Byard all of a sudden an all pro again after not being as good last year? It's because he knows Imani Hooker's got his back over the top. He can communicate well with Jack Rabbit on the outside and say, I might take a chance here. Because Byard talked about this uh, on, I guess it was after the game on Monday, uh, about he wasn't supposed to be there, but he talked to Jack Rabbit about what he was going to do. And so Jack Rabbit was able to be the safety valve so Bayard could take a chance. And the chance paid off because the Titans were up 14 to 3, and that's really all they needed. Pun intended for safety valve, because you're exactly right. And yeah. and Jack Rabbit has been criticized throughout the course of the year for his play. But Bayard is playing at an all-time level. He's playing like he was a handful of years ago as an all-pro. And He's finally getting some notoriety. I mean, I think that's what Tennessee Titans fans always strive for. I, I don't think that uh, they – I think they understand why they don't. Small market team has kind of let you down, never won a Super Bowl, only been to one in their first you know, season in Nashville. All of those other things play in, in, into part. But right now, they are the best team in the AFC. And if homework is done, and we try to do our homework on this show every day to – but it's our responsibility to know the Tennessee Titans. It's all these guys, the national media's responsibility to know the NFL. That's why they get paid the way that they do. But the Titans, they are set, they've set themselves up to be the best team in the AFC because they've got an easier schedule. They've taken care of the hard portion of their schedule and they're doing it and have done it on Sunday night without their best player. So other guys stepped up. When, when your best player goes down, other other guys have got to step up in his place in different ways. On Sunday night, Derrick Henry wasn't present. So who stepped up? Ryan Tannehill stepped up. I, Mike Vrabel's coaching stepped up in some tough calls. And the Titans' defense stepped up and replaced those 60-yard runs that Derrick Henry usually goes to pay dirt with a pick six by Kevin Byard. 
Yep. Uh, so Michael says the second video was 90% football, 10% entertainment. The first video was 10% football, 90% entertainment. Bad entertainment, but I think Michael's right there. So uh, Scoop says the Titans literally had the best safety in the league. Bryce says Bry- Byard's in the film room and it shows. Kevin Byard has not left the film room since he's been in the NFL. And that's what Dick LeBeau loved so much about Kevin Byard when the Titans traveled to MTSU down 24 to go visit Kevin Byard in college because he wasn't invited to the combine. Dick LeBeau and Mike Malarkey fell in love with Kevin Byard's mind, which is why they took him in the third round and is why Kevin Byard is the leader in interceptions since he entered the league in the NFL. And he's got five already this year. He's got two defensive touchdowns already through nine games this year. He's forced a fumble. He's recovered a fumble. He's had a lot of pass defense and he saved touchdowns. Kevin Byard is playing at a defensive player of the year level, but can he win it? So let's ask this question. Can Kevin Byard win defensive player of the year? I'm curious about this because part of me just says no, um, but that's me just thinking that Kevin Byard's not going to get the recognition that Kevin Byard never gets. He had, uh, it took him a while just to get a Pro Bowl. He was snubbed from the combine, snubbed from the Pro Bowl, snubbed from all pro. And I I, I feel like Kevin Byard's gonna get snubbed as a defensive player of the year candidate just because he plays on the Titans defense. And you know, just like Derrick Henry got no recognition last year for the, that type of award, I, I just think I think he's playing at that level, but I just don't see it actually happening. Well, it it's tough because of where he plays. He has to continue to play at this level, which is going to be tough, but it's really about the competition. Like I, 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 can you bet on this at bet MGM? It is not on the board. I just checked. Damn, because I would have put some money on that. And, you know, I think that's, I wouldn't put a lot of money on it, but I'll put, you know, 10, 15 bucks to see, cause it would be really good odds. Yeah. I think the issue, and we don't usually do yes or no questions, but I think this is a, a solid yes or no question. Can, Kevin Byard win the defensive player of the year award. I think it's tough because can he, I mean, nothing is impossible, right? He can, but with all of the politics that surround the NFL awards, my answer is no, because, and, and Mikey Fleck brings this up. No, the last safety to win the award was Troy Palomalo in 2010. And he had the media love him because he had the Steelers, uh, Mikey, you're getting the love of the show. Uh, that and was a I, very. I was educated. Yeah. Uh, we, and I've I got respect- the, I've got the defensive player of the year award winners list pulled up, and and he's right. And I was going to bring it up. Troy Palomalu in 2010, the last DB to win it. Since then, in 2011, Terrell Suggs, then JJ Watt, Luke Keekley, JJ Watt, JJ Watt, and then it's just been Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Well, I guess Stephon Gilmore won it two years ago. So. So a DB has won it two years ago, so I was wrong on the DB part. But Stephon Gilmore and then Aaron Donald. So Aaron Donald's won it three years out of the last four years. But uh, you but got we, the Patriots and the Steelers, right? Those yeah, are yeah. blue blood franchises in the NFL. But then but then you also had, in, in 09, Charles Woodson won it with the Packers. And then in But 07, that was an unbelievable year. Packers, blue blood NFL team. How about this name? How about this name? 
In 2007, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year from the Indianapolis Colts, safety Bob Sanders. How about that name? Bob Sanders was a freak, but he was always, always hurt. <laughs> so, I mean, so the safeties have won it. If you look at the last 15 years, safety, I guess Charles Woodson was a cornerback, so, but he kind of went back and forth between it all. Yeah, there's been a decent amount of DBs that won the award, but it's just going to be so tough. Kevin Byard's going to have to probably have eight plus interceptions this season, which he's already well, got five. And Nick Ewing brings up on pace. Now it's a high pace, but nine interceptions, two forced fumbles, four touchdowns. Number one seed, if the Titans are able to do that, that should do it. But everyone loves sack leaders. And if you look at the odds, Austin, yeah. And I, I just went to oddschecker.com, so that's the reference. Miles Garrett, plus 300. TJ Watt, plus 350. Trevon Diggs at plus 700. Aaron Donald at plus 750. Chandler Jones. I mean, you got those type of guys. I mean, Byard is not even in there. I mean, you got to do a plus 4,000 is Nick Bosa. I wish he was on the board. I would well, sprinkle. I would put 20 problem. bucks on it. Here's here's why Kevin Byard won't win it, is because the number one and number two player in the league in sacks right now are massive names in bigger markets. Miles Garrett has twelve sacks through nine games. T.J. Watt has eleven and a half sacks in seven games. That's going to stop and, Kevin. And Trevon Diggs plays for the Dallas Cowboys. But, <laughs> I'll but sprinkle Trevon that. Diggs, Trevon Diggs might have the the most interceptions in the league. Uh, with seven, Kevin Byard is tied for second with J.C. Jackson of the Patriots with five. But Trevon Diggs also has given up the most yards in the NFL of any cornerback. So it's it's feast. Yeah, or nobody famine. cares about that. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys. No, true, true. But again, but Diggs should not win it. Diggs should be an All Pro Pro Bowler. Like, well, that's why he's down on the list. He's not leading the odds. Yeah, but I think the real reason is Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt. One of those two guys is going to win Defensive Player of the Year because odds are they're going to have 20 sacks. It's just like, and here's a good example. Uh, A.J. Brown's rookie year, he didn't win Rookie of the Year. Nick Bosa did, right? Because Nick Bosa was a name. He went to well, Ohio there's State. There's an offensive he, and defensive Rookie of the Year. So Kyler Murray technically won that. Well, uh, there you go, right? Uh, quarterback, because you have so many things. If you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you have so many things working against you. Yeah. The, the quarterback, which is the most important position on a team sport, is not as recognizable as your running back. You're a small market team, and you have time and time again let national media and shown that you can't win big games consistently to get to the Super Bowl. Like those are like there's a recipe for success, and the Titans ha are going the unorthodox route. Now it can work. We've seen Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson and Joe Flacco win Super Bowls, right? It can work, but the stars have to align perfectly, and maybe they do with Derrick Henry possibly returning for a playoff run, and if they get the, the number one seed in a bye, that gives them an extra week of rest. That, that, that's, the type of, that's the type of stuff that earns you respect and opens eyes. So, and this all comes full circle, those national analysts are forced to be more educated on this football team because they are proving that they're worthy, right? Mm -hmm. And the Titans, the only way they can prove that is to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Uh, straight facts, homie.
That's yeah. all it is. If they win the Super Bowl, they'll start to get the respect because the eyes will be open. And all these people will be like, whoa, the Titans are actually damn good. But they got to prove it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm with you. Um, you know, I, I just think, uh, and Paulie's right. Obviously, Bayer will take a championship over a Defensive Player of the Year award. No doubt about that. But again, like, I, here's what I, I think. If Kevin Bayer had a better year last year, then maybe he would get or have a better chance to win it. Because for the Titans, it matters to have back-to-back good years because nobody's paying attention to you when you have a bad year, which means less people are paying attention to you the following year off a bad year. So if Kevin Byard had six interceptions last year and, and made a Pro Bowl, then maybe people would be more in tune with what Byard's doing this year because they knew about him more last year. Yeah, and, and I, have, I have two things to say. I don't think Kevin Byard, unless he gets that stat line, which is four touchdowns and all those picks, nine picks, that would set him up, him up and set him apart to possibly win the award. But two things. I think this was the perfect year for Derrick Henry to win the MVP based on what has happened. With Josh Allen losing to the Jags, that didn't help. Aaron Rodgers missing a big game with COVID, that didn't help. Dak Prescott missing a game with a calf injury. You're really your your big competition, Kyler Murray missing a game because of injury. Your only competition that Derrick Henry had if he had a back-to-back 2,000-yard season, and this is ifs and buts, beers and nuts, but is Tom Brady. And they traditionally don't like to give MVP awards to old guys like Tom Brady. They like to give to to new marketable players. Not saying Tom Brady's not marketable, but this was the year for Derrick Henry. It's unfortunate that he got hurt. The other thing that I want to mention is from a comment. And I just want to clarify this. Chris says, uh, I'm, I'm so happy you guys exposed Marcellus Wiley for his biased sports reporting. I think he's maybe biased based on him not watching the Titans. Maybe that's his bias. But I don't think it's because he's an ex-Bill or Jags player that never gives the Titans credit. So I don't think that he had an underlying vendetta. I think he was just uneducated. And, and also, honestly, that's worse. Also, I would rather see a bias through different color glasses and at least be able to notice that than just not being able to work hard and doing the homework necessary to sound educated on a national television show. Yeah. And I also think that I, I wish the audience would not just label everybody who talks about sports as a reporter. Like he's like, let's understand what a reporter is and not think everybody who talks for a living is a reporter. He's not a reporter. He's a sports talk host on a show it's very different so let's make sure we don't label people reporters when they're not journalists when they're not so he's an entertainment host but anyway all right so let's <laughs> bad entertainer but that that's that's what it is all right so let's get to the uh the news that came out from the titans locker room uh yesterday josh reynolds was asked for his release and was granted that release from the titans so josh reynolds is out with the titans is this a big deal small deal or no deal is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal that Josh Reynolds is out with the Titans? But real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu equals five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? How does 15 minutes equal five hours or more? Full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It's all of that stimulation on your muscle groups, full-body, 
You're not skipping leg day, man. Dude, you can't do it. Won't do it. Won't allow it. But it's all stimulation on your muscles, zero pressure and impact on your joints, which is helping those old joint injuries and focusing on getting you stronger and building muscle mass while targeting that hard to burn body fat away. Achieve your fitness goals at mandu.com. Again, mandu.com, your first workout's free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, you get a hundred bucks off your first month right there, mandu.com. Bet MGM, download the app today. They've got you covered when it comes to sports betting. Man, there's a lot of sports books, but they are the king of sports books. Code ATOZ Sports right there on the screen. Risk free $1,000 bet for new users. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, so we've talked a lot about uh, Marcellus Wiley. We've talked about Kevin Byer, played that great Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark video. And now it is the Josh Reynolds storyline where he was asked for his release. We do know Buck kind of talked about this, uh, that Josh Reynolds and the Titans were, you know, there was a potential for the Titans to trade Josh Reynolds away before the deadline. That obviously didn't happen. Josh Reynolds inactive for a handful of the Titans games already this season. So is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? For Josh Reynolds, Zach, I'll let you start. So this is an absolute no deal because it was a botched deal. Uh, Josh Reynolds signed with the Tennessee Titans on completely different expectations. They had no idea that they were going to trade for Julio Jones and actually execute that. And he became second fiddle on top of dealing with a Achilles injury or foot injury as they classified it as Achilles. throughout as throughout training camp. So he didn't get the reps. And he was just never in the position that he thought he would be. So I think the combination of both. Lack of playing time, injury, and him being disgruntled or unhappy, it just it's a relationship that doesn't work, right? We've all been in relationships where it's just like you chalk it up as a loss and you move on. It's not that big of a deal. It's a no deal. He wasn't giving you – he had, he gave you one semi-okay game and, and had a couple of drops – against the Jets because Julio and AJ were out. But it's the prototypical guy takes a chance on a company, comes in and thinks he's going to be, this is the big thing that's going to, the opportunity to set him up for, you know, his shining moment to, to continue his career. And then they bring in another guy that has better credentials, a better resume, and has been doing it better for a longer period of time. And you're just like, what the hell? And so this is a no deal in my opinion. Yeah. And for Josh Reynolds personally, this is the right thing for him. And it's the right thing for the Titans to do. Like, like Josh Reynolds, his career is on the line. Let's be real about this. He signed a, he was a mid round pick by the Rams. He was a pretty solid producer as a third slash fourth wide receiver in his first four years. He signs a one year deal for $1.7 million with the Tennessee Titans to be their number two guy and to go out there and earn big money the next year. And he was buried. And because of the Julio Jones trade, and because Josh Reynolds is not a special teams player, he was a healthy scratch because of the lack of value he provided for this team as a wide receiver only. If you're an NFL team, and you can only dress 46 guys on game day. And you, you play for only, Mike Vrabel. <laughs> yeah, and you, but really, most people. You can only have two maybe three max wide receiver only dressed out. And the Titans got those two guys. 
AJ Brown, Julio Jones, household names, Pro Bowl level players, one future Hall of Famer. So Chester Rogers, punt return. Marcus Johnson, punt return, kick return, gunner. NWI, he does everything. Cam Batson, when he was up, he does everything when it comes to special teams. Even Mason Kinsey, when he was up, punt returner, right? So you've got all these guys who bring actual value to the football team who also showed you in training camp that they can play wide receiver. It makes it a no deal. But again, like, it does suck that once again, the Titans, when the Titans signed Josh Reynolds, he was like their third biggest free agent acquisition. He was going to be the number two guy. And he was the third biggest, because you, you got Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, Josh Reynolds. That, that was your three big moves, was it not? Like of bringing big, in big, I would uh, I wouldn't say big because it but was it was your right. three notable outside acquisitions, you know, and he hasn't done anything, and so now you've got another acquisition that just flamed out. Yeah, and, and he signed for pen- and I agree with Chris. You know, he signed for pennies. It was like a one point three million dollar one year deal. One point it was a prove it deal, and he didn't yeah. get he, he didn't get the it. opportunity to prove it. And so, so it is a no deal. It is a no deal. And Steven says, thank God he's not the number two. I like I think Josh Reynolds is a solid wide receiver. It's just he was one, he was unhealthy with multiple injuries for the entire summer and never well, got Well, he's not solid because that's why he's in the position he's in. So I disagree. With well, that. but he's behind again, like I said about the whole active game day roster thing, is that you can't afford to have him active because he's significantly lesser than AJ and Julio and gives you nothing on special teams where the other three guys I mentioned, Rogers, Nick Espergakine and Marcus Johnson do. Uh, and I'm addressing I, six out of the entire conversation of all the things that we said, I will credit you with probably the most important one. And that is you have to be a multi-tool player to create value for yourself. Especially, I would double down on Mike Vrabel being the head coach because he values football players. Football players can do more than do, they're not one-trick ponies. And yeah. unfortunately, jo- Josh Reynolds is kind of a one-trick pony whose trick didn't work for most of the season because he was injured or wasn't getting playing time. So that, that's it. We figured it out. They move on and they go get the football players they do have on their roster to step up in a bevy of ways. Yeah, and, you know, Brent says, should have traded Reynolds to the Lions since he doesn't like playing for a winner, which is a funny... look. And then, Brent, like, I don't think Titans fans should go after Josh Reynolds for asking for his release. Like, again, Josh Reynolds has... Relationship didn't work. It didn't work, and the opportunities wasn't there, and Josh Reynolds needs to look out for what's best for his career. And riding the pine and being a healthy scratch and, you know, the remaining game for the Titans and maybe winning a Super Bowl doesn't earn Josh Reynolds a contract next year. Josh Reynolds needs a contract. Next year, he's 26. He needs to earn a contract, and the Titans were not going to give him an opportunity to do that. And also, the writing was on the wall when Julio and AJ both were hurt. He still didn't get the big opportunities, right? Like that one game against the Jets. But as we said, you know, the writing was on the wall. He read the signs. He's no longer a Titan. Right. All right. Let's get to throwing shade. I I think Zach is going to be all about my shade today. That that is how I feel about it. I, rarely do I have a shade where Zach is going to maybe give me an applause and be like, I am right there with you. But that is what my shade is all about. So get your shade ready for this Wednesday. We throw shade every Wednesday here at the end of the show on A to Z Sports. But real quick, let me tell you guys, 
about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, and that unfortunately happens, and you never know when it's going to happen, know who to go to, know where to turn. The Bone and Joint Institute, they've got you covered. They've got over a dozen doctors there for they're at their facility who specialize in any type of joint injury you have. They can do the surgery. They can do rehab without the surgery. They do all the testing right there, streamline the process of your back uh, to health, boneandjointtn.org. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you are on Facebook, go ahead and hit the like or follow. We got you covered. If you like the Tennessee Titans and you like what we do, subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that. We're not going to stop anytime soon. The Titans are the best team in the AFC. And we've got you covered. When it comes to pregame, halftime, and postgame shows surrounding the game, come on to the mainstay. The mainstay is right across the street from Nissan Stadium. You can come drink Mill Creek beer, two-for-ones before, and then if the Titans win or lose, come drink Mill Creek beer afterwards. It's that simple right there across the street from Nissan Stadium. That is the mainstay. We'll be there live on Sunday. All right, A to Z Sports throwing shade to wrap up every Wednesday show. I'll get to my shade and Zach's shade here in a second. Uh, but shade from you guys in the comments. Paul says, throwing shade at people who do not close their hotel room doors at the crack of dawn. I under, I, I under uh, people have to leave early sometimes. Just don't let your door slam when it's 5 a.m., right? I think everybody can get on board with that. Yeah, I mean, because that those those doors are heavy. Wham! Like it's just a big goochish, and it makes a big a big noise. Uh, Jeff, welcome back for shade. Uh, Alex says throwing shade on you two since you was meant to talk about the front four yesterday and didn't. So Alex, uh, yes, we were going to talk about the Titans front four yesterday, but our initial topic went a lot longer than we had expected it to. So we have shit we saved that topic for tomorrow. So Alex Moxon, uh, don't worry about it. We'll get it tomorrow. We have that locked and loaded, Alex. So thank you for holding us accountable. Yes. Uh, Dom says, shade on everyone that has an overwhelmingly strong sports opinion. Hot takes need to go to die. Just tired of hearing people being so strong about sports opinion when essentially you can't predict anything that happens in sports. That's very uh, boring, wet blanket of you, Dom. What are you talking about? Andrew says, shade on the national media for not being able to pronounce Kevin Byard. I agree with that. Uh, and then Zach saying, throwing more shit at Fox Sports 1 for more bad takes this morning. Just stop watching. Uh, that's that's what I got to say there. So uh, more shade. If you guys want to have shade, come holler at us with that shade. Uh, so, Zach, my shade is on something that I took advantage of. I, I don't think I realized how important the routine of grocery store aisles being the same is. Because our local grocery store, the Green Hills Kroger is an absolute madhouse. They have moved everything. No aisle was that was what it was three weeks ago. It is all over the damn place. The produce section is the same. Where you get your eggs and your yogurts and your cheeses, that's the same. But nothing else remains the same. And it is so chaotic in there that everybody's wondering where the hell anything is. They're asking all the people who work at Kroger, where is everything? They don't know. They have signs on the, on the aisles that say, Hey, sorry, we're dealing with stuff. There's a, there's a, a, a sheet of paper that shows where it's all at, at the front of the store. I don't even know where that's at. I can't find that 
a, 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 a table of contents of what aisles where. It's so ridiculous that I did not need this stress in my life of making a 25 to 30 minute grocery trip into nearly an hour because I'm, I'm zipping through aisles wondering where my normal stuff is. It, it is pure chaos. It is pure chaos at that Green Hills Kroger. And I know you can relate to this. Well, I funny thing you brought that up. I shop at that same Kroger on Monday. And yeah. I went down. I know that Kroger like the back of my hand. I know where everything Not is, right? Not anymore. I went down. I was looking for chips. I went down the wrong aisle. And I went halfway down. And I had to make the decision. This is literally a, a thought in my head. Like, this is a conversation to myself. Man, I'm about halfway. Do I turn around or do I keep going down to go find it? <laughs> and I, and then I, I literally, I turned around. That was my decision. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I didn't, I kind of got fooled because I knew they were changing things around, but I still didn't connect those dots when I was going through this uh, example. So uh, I, I agree with this shade. You are correct in, in my notion. And like, I'm, I'm to the point where like I, I have, I'm going to have to wear my glasses to go to Kroger. I, I got to say this. And I, every time anybody brings this up, Jason brings up first world problems. Of course, Jason, we live in a first world country. That drives me, that shade. I have shade on Jason. And anybody, not particularly Jason, I don't have a problem with you. But anybody who's like, oh man, first world problems, bro. Huh? We don't live in a third world country. We don't. Okay? We live in a first world country. We are afforded Whole Foods, we can go get fast food anyway. There's a Walgreens and a CVS on every effing corner of the street. You can go to church at any point in time. You can do whatever you want in Nashville and in America, okay? So I hate, hated the show. Anytime anybody comments in all caps, shut your mouth, bro. Just talk regularly. And the second thing is first world problems, man. Yeah, of course. That's well, what we it's live. It's not in. even that. It's like it doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. You got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> and listen, everybody has the routine. I get the same stuff at the grocery. Like eighty-five percent of my grocery list is the same every week. And when I go through there and I can't find anything where it normally is, and I'm like scrambling around, I, I wear glasses when I watch games on TV because I'm, that's just happening in my life, I'm going to have to wear my damn glasses, the Kroger, so I can read the signs better, so I don't just go wander around uh, like a fool for an hour. It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. It is absolute chaos at that Green Hills Kroger. <laughs> John brings up a good one. I just want to throw shade on my plethora of minor inconveniences. <laughs> you get the show. Well, and I'll double down on that. Yours was a minor inconvenience. My shade ah. is a minor inconvenience. When you when you steal like an extra 30 minutes to 45 minutes of my time, it is no longer a minor inconvenience. That's all we have. We yep. all we have time. Yep. All right. What's your uh, shade? Uh, so he, here's where I'm at. Uh, I was on Hold a plane. On, time I'm sorry. Time out. Jose says, I live in a third world country and still have the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing worse. And I actually, I like that grocery store that we're talking about. I value it. That's where I shop. Yeah. It, the, the people in there are nice. Like yes. I'm not walking around uncomfortable I, that I value that. Cause there's some bad Kroger's and bad Walmarts and I can have a, I've got a list of them cause I stay away from them, but here's my shade. And this is a minor inconvenience, but I feel like this is ridiculous. So I was flying Southwest 
to Dallas. And I've been in Dallas for like six out of the last 12 weeks. I've been there quite a bit because we're, we're growing and there's A to Z sports Dallas. So I'm on a flight and, you know, I have my AirPods. So that's what I use to listen to music or watch a movie or do whatever on the plane. I'm and I have and I've got the new ones, first world problems, bro. So I can do sound canceling, right? So I it's actually a good experience. So before I put on the sound canceling, I hear this noise and and it's like I was like, what is that? And it's not anybody speaking, talking about the life vests or any other stuff. This woman across the row has her phone like this. I mean, she's holding it up about as high I I went. And her sound is all the way up watching Friday Night Lights. <laughs> like, all the way up. The show, where, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, the, the movie, because you oh, can watch wow. Friday Night Lights on Southwest for free. It's all the way up. You, I can hear everything Booby Miles is saying. And I'm sitting here like, now, I had the luxury to put in my sound canceling and it didn't bother me as much. But I checked on this woman like probably four or five times just to see if she had stopped. She didn't. Her sound was completely up. Like, no. I was like, is nobody going to say anything to her? Like, what? we're in your world? Like, I, I was like, I was mind blown by this i was like lady get find some effing headphones or don't watch it but it was all the way up i know it was like yeah i I was there's a row in front of me and another row and she was diagonal across from me so Mm -hmm. i mean there's some space god knows who was sitting next to her i mean i definitely if i was sitting next to her i'd be like what are you doing like where what are we doing here yeah Uh, i'm with david was she awake or was she asleep Oh, she's awake. She had her phone. She was holding her phone like this. I, that's my shade. I, oh. I don't. I don't. I, I, I. That was mind blowing to me. Just that, or and this kind of goes into the same thing. I'm in the Chick Fil A line in the airport. Woman is right in front of me. She didn't have any AirPods in, and Bluetooth. Right. She's got her boyfriend or whoever on speakerphone, and she's just talking. And she's got her phone like this. And she's like, yeah, well, I bored in like 25 minutes, but I'm in line getting some Chick-fil-A. And the guy goes, well, what are you going to get? He's like, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I may get the spicy chicken sandwich or the nugget. And oh I'm, my God. I'm like, shut the F up. I, 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 I was like, uh, <laughs> these are the just, so shade on that. Which is, what if you just walked over there and just hit end call? <laughs> No, just go over there and just end call. Then just with your with your index finger. No, she'd have been like, "Ah, it's my personal space. Get away from my personal space. (laughs) So I wasn't gonna do that. Oh my god. Yeah, I I, I'm with you. People who don't use headphones. You know, I don't care if you have AirPods, Bluetooth, I don't care if you have the old things that wrap around your neck. I, I don't it doesn't matter. Just have something where other people cannot hear everything else on the other end of what you're playing out of your phone. It made me take a step back, honestly, Austin, and was like, what world do we live in now? Like everybody has a damn mask on. Like I I rewound my brain to like five years ago. And I was like, what are we doing here? Like, this is a a completely different world that we live in. People have zero consideration. Like it's just, 
everybody's bitching on the internet, canceling everybody. Like we live in the world that I, I just, I, I struggle sometimes and we have an internet business, so we're in it, but damn it. It makes me sad. That's yeah. All. Somebody That's asked, uh, somebody asked uh, what's who, what's, what are second world countries? <laughs> uh, let's, let's Google that. I've A got second? it. I've got it. You ready? You ready? It, it's uh, China, the USSR, <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> That's second world countries. <laughs> uh, communism. Ah, communism. Yes. yes. That, yes. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, because at first when I, when I read that comment before uh, looking it up, I was like, I don't know, Canada? <laughs> I have no idea. But no, Canada is not a second world country. Canada is a first world country. Uh, second world countries are like the Eastern Bloc of Asia. So most of Asia and then, uh, you know, that basically settles everything in with uh, Russia and the Soviet Union and China, North, all that. Third world countries, the majority of Northern Africa, South America, outside of like parts of Brazil, uh, and then Central America. And India has some third world uh, stuff going on there, too. So there you go. So that's that's you your know. first, second and third world. A little history lesson. So if, if you learned anything today. You learned really good stuff about Kevin Byard playing the up safety and cover three and about first, second, and third world countries. We're doing our part, guys. Just trying to do our part. Trying to not be Marcellus Wiley. That's all it is. And, okay, David, you're right. Ohio. Uh, Ohio is like third world. I'll give you that. Ohio and Kentucky. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that, David, uh, that Ohio and Kentucky and parts of Florida uh, can go with the third world area as well. Sound good? Nothing to add? No, I, I've got what I needed. Okay. All right, y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you later on. Tighten Up Podcast out there uh, live on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network and Buck Rising back with A to Z Sports Primetime later on tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on Titans Thursday. Appreciate it. Adios.